What's up, everybody? Today we're going to list this. Welcome to List This, the show where we list and you listen. I'm Josh, and as always, I'm joined by... Cameron. And Jim. This is episode number eight, and this time we're going to be listing our top five tabletop games. We decided to expand on uh, on board games and include different kind of card games and stuff like that, um, because... Card games are cool, just as cool as board games. And tabletop games is a more like broad subject. It lets us incorporate a lot of other things. Yeah, I'm, this I, is this is kind of my cup of tea. I'm in a few board game groups and stuff, and they don't really call them board games. They tend to call them tabletop games. Tabletop games is really kind of like a blanket term, anyways. Like if you play it on the table, then it's pretty much going to be in this category. And I think that's where we wanted to go with it a little bit more. Just to clarify, if I put my DS, like my Nintendo DS, on the table, that and does played not it, count. Okay. All right. Glad that does got, not count. But I think glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> Let's uh, let's get right in, guys. Starting off with number five. Number five. All right, cool. I'll uh, I'll go ahead and get started here. So my number five list this week is going to be um, Betrayal of the House on the Hill. That was a game that I first had experience with, probably about a year and a half to, I think at this point, probably about two years ago. Um, I dropped it lower on my list because I've only played it a very small handful of times, but it seems like one of those fun games if you're with the right crowd. Um, it, it's also really involved, which I think put it a little bit lower on my list because it's one of those that can take quite a while to play, which isn't always like the best thing, especially with your, when you're with a big group of friends at a party. Like This isn't really the game for that. This is for a smaller group setting when you're specifically here to sit here and play the game. Um, but it's really fun. I like the I like the house building aspect it, aspect of it as you go. Um, so there is no definite board, and there's never gonna be two of the same boards at a single time, which is which is awesome. Plus, it has a, a slight horror aspect, which is always kind of a fun genre to dip into. My only experience with Betrayal is playing at a friend's house. With some, with my wife and some random people, mm. so it was it's less not, enjoyable. Yeah, 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 and and I think that's kind of why it went lower mm. on my list because it's one that's always there. I always recommend it to people, but it's always one that I want to get together with my group of friends. Mm. You know, I want to get together with the three of you guys and bring in a couple of our other friends as well and sit oh, down and play it. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> y'all are my friends. Oh, <laughs> I've always wanted to play that one. I haven't. I had to look it up to make sure. Yeah. I knew you were talking about, but that, that's one that I've always wanted to play. I always see it up there, like on shelves for like gaming stores and stuff. And always you can just find it, it at most retail, yeah, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's always looked fun. It, it is quite a bit of fun. I'm also a big fan of those like exploration, like build the map as you go, yeah. or like explore the map as you go kind yeah. of games. Yeah, and that's definitely. definitely one of those. You know, I think you, you actually kind of introduced me to like somewhat of that style of board game or tabletop game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like become... Isn't it like once you start playing those, you can't really play? Like... Yeah, because like it gets, it's the same old, like, you know, it's the same pony show every single time. Like you play a board game that has a set board. Like it just... It gets yeah. kind of old after a while because yeah. you're like, okay, I it know. Just be- it just becomes Monopoly or like Life or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, like it's just yeah. after it, like, a while. I mean, like your conventional, you know, what most, should I say, normies consider board games. <laughs> uh, that's my number five is Betrayal of the House on the Hill. So moving on then to my number five. 
so I have the DC deck building game. How surprising. Only... <laughs> I know. Like, it, it was going to make my list, but it's only at my number five because I only get to play it once with you, Josh. Um, but I thought it was a lot of fun. I like the like enriched universe like filled throughout the game like there's a ton of characters there's a ton of really cool gadgets and different little minions and stuff that you see and it's just a really fun co-op game to play um i do like that it's co-op yeah it takes a long time as we <laughs> noticed but so it, it does it's fun for the whole time and like it's fun to try and take down like big bosses and stuff yeah. like that it's it's cool how you have like little minions and then big boss setups at the end i really like that I, I like the way that, like, the whole overall is set up in, like, the way that, like, transitions through. Like, you were saying, like, through the minions and the final boss. So, like, if you're not, like, it's, it's almost like a real-time type of deal. If you're not actively taking out these enemies, they will take over the, you know, yeah. the city. Which oh, I think is, like, a really, like, it adds a certain element to the game. Which brings in, like, a, a real a real superhero factor. Yeah. I guess in a way of like that's what you would expect from a superhero world. Like if you just took a day off, they would just slowly take over <laughs> the city. <laughs> no, it totally is because as you, um, you know, you have the deck of cards that are face down, and at, at the end of every turn, you flip one over and place it in the the middle of the table, and so that's kind of like your clock because once that deck runs out, that's the end of the game. You know, you win or you lose kind of thing. So, yeah, it definitely gives you that um, sense of urgency whenever you're playing. I also like the that you can be the characters, right? So, like, you can play as Constantine, you can play right. as Batman, you can play as Superman. But then they have, like, the cards that you flip over have the other, like, I guess minor characters, like Blue Beetle and Zatanna and stuff like that. Booster Gold, Josh's personal favorite. Yeah, I love him. Amazing. <laughs> but, like, adding on to that, too, is it's it doesn't feel like picking a certain character is going to be a detriment or, a uh, like, a positive in certain ways, you can actually pick the characters that you want to play, like your favorite superheroes, and it's not going to make that big of an effect. It's not like, well, I'm picking Green Lantern for this one, but he kind of he kind of sucks. So I mean, like this might be a little bit harder of a game. Yeah, I know when I first played with Josh, I, I, you know, he wouldn't let me play as Black Manta because apparently that's not allowed. But I, <laughs> I don't have the forever <laughs> rules, rules. But you know, whatever rules, and he's not a hero, but. I do remember like having to like look through and like deciding on who I actually wanted to be because there were so many cool characters and there were yeah. a lot of fun characters. I think place. I actually broke the rules in that sense because I think you're supposed to randomly pick a hero, but I think it's more fun if you like, especially if you're I familiar mean, with the DC universe, yeah. you get to pick like, oh, this is my favorite character. I want oh, to be yeah, him. like uh, yeah, and you could build your own Justice League in a way with this type of deal. Like if you're playing with a group of friends and you all bring in your own characters, your favorite characters. Yeah, it's like a. I mean, you're building the super friends. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's that's my number five. I think it's a lot of fun. I want to play it more. So, couple notes on that. Um, they are coming out with a new. I think I sent you that link. Yep. A new DC deck building yep. um, based off of the Rebirth series, which is so oh, great. Nice. which is more co-op and it's like based on locations. Like you move around to different locations oh, and stuff. Cool. So it's really cool. They only have like four heroes you can be for right now but they did say they're going to add more so that's really cool and there's also like a co-op um you were saying picking the character is not necessarily good or bad but there are like abilities that allow you to to work with your, oh, your teammates yeah. and stuff so i think that's a really cool aspect too my number five is gonna be flashpoint fire rescue oh man that so, one was a fun one flashpoint fire rescue is a co-op firefighting game really co-op yeah where you're, you play firefighters, and there's a home that's on fire, and you have to go in and rescue people. Um, 
and uh, get out before they burn to death or, you know, the building collapses. I think one of the things I liked about that one, too, because you and I actually had a chance to play that one, um, is some of the realism mechanics that, like, they bring into it. Like, the fact that you actually have to take a movement or an action to break down a wall. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to break down this wall and move through it. Like, it takes up your full turn, so you have to plan it out and actually be able to axe down the wall, in a sense, to be able to get through. But the more you do that the more it hurts the house because you're essentially breaking down the foundation of it. Yep. Yeah, um, that sounds really cool. I've never played it. I've never heard of it. But I've looking, got it, so looking we will at play it, it, we definitely need to play it. Yeah, yeah. that sounds really cool. It's a lot of fun. There's a, there's a simple version and like an expert version, and the expert version is really cool. I haven't played it yet because it seems really complicated, but I haven't had a chance to like really sit down and go through the rules and stuff. But, you know, in the simple version, you're basically just running in and pulling people out in the... In the expert version, you're using like the fire truck to squirt water onto the, the building and you're using like an ambulance to drive around and the only way you can win, so in the simplified version, you just run people outside. The only way to get people rescued in the expert version is to bring them to the ambulance. So you have to like okay. move oh, the ambulance cool. around the house to... While also so like really cool. combating the fire yeah. as it's spreading yeah. through the house because there's like, and you it, can fix or you can take out fires as you're moving through rooms because like they eventually consume the rooms. Yeah. Too, which is I think is also like I don't know that was just yeah everything seems really cool it's, it's super cool and everything about it is just kind of simple like the mechanics yeah. are just real simple you just roll dice and put fire where it tells you and then you just move so yeah I really enjoy it and they have some cool expansions I've been meaning to grab like um, they have a second story expansion which oh, like nice. adds to it and, cool. uh, yeah I dig it so we're gonna move to number four all right number sweet four. so number four is actually another game that you introduced me to um maximum apocalypse which i think the first version that we played on that one was printouts because <laughs> we played it before they actually like released an official game print but and that, play baby yeah <laughs> but that's another fun city like world building or board building game too because while there's only a select number of tiles the um uh, randomness of the tiles is you know you're gonna have a different board every time you know there's so much there's, there's also an, like an element of urgency because you do have other ob like other objectives that you need to do and plus still get back to your basically your exit which is the van that you originally pulled up in but i think one of the fun things because we actually ran into this one of the times that we played it josh is <laughs> you can Basically, it's a zombie game, if you couldn't tell by Apocalypse. Um, it's a zombie game, and you can leave zombies like in areas if you like go through an area and make too much noise. So I actually had an instance where every tile that I moved through, there was zombies after I had moved through it. So I was literally he was leaving, leaving a trail zombies. Of zombies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, like a trail of living zombies, if you will. Like, and yeah. I think I got stuck like on the hospital because I was surrounded by... It, like, it, it also is brings another element of strategy because you have to be able to like... Well, I don't want to spread too far out from each other yeah. because if we need to be able to do this but at the same time we also need to be able to like divide and conquer yeah. to be able to get these objective items in short jim basically ran to the rooftop of the hospital and he was watching me run through this field of zombies <laughs> and it was that i left cool. behind yeah yeah, yeah it, was it was pretty epic but yeah, I, I really enjoy it. It's one of those games where you like embrace the character. It's kind of like the DC game where you like you yeah. get to become that character. Yeah, because you, you have the different it. classes essentially. Yeah. Like a you have hunter. a different deck for uh -huh. each class, so you yep. really get to you know become that person. And like I said, I like the exploration, and I like Mike Nade, the guy who started it. Um, I believe that was he. He did one game before that, so this is only his second big title from what I'm aware of. 
And so it's really cool to kind of like help someone out that's just kind of, I guess, just starting out in a way yeah. and then kind of follow their career. I've backed pretty much, he has a he has one on Kickstarter right now that is a little, the game's not up my alley, so I didn't back it, but everything else he's put on Kickstarter, I've backed right away. And it's just, you know, it's just helping a guy out that wants to make board games for a living. Yeah. And I'm, I'm down with that. Well, you get yeah. to help it, create the games you want to play by doing that, which is always good, too. Exactly. Yeah, because, I mean, that's, like, that's one that I would always want to go back to. Because I know you gave me the printable version yeah. after you got your regular one. So I'm like, I'm happy to have that version, yeah. you know, because I, I have it and I can experience it with somebody else. I can spread the word of the game. He yeah. came out with the Legendary Edition, which includes miniatures, like the, oh, that's cool. the, the plastic miniatures. Yeah. And I think I backed it like the first day. I, I have was like, little, yep. I have little Mancala like stones now, like <laughs> instead of like the miniatures from the printout version. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I approve that pick. Yeah, that's yeah. a good choice. I, I've only played it like one time, but I did enjoy it. All right, moving on. So my number four here is gonna be a kind of a new game that I just discovered. Uh, five Minute Dungeon, I think, is it's this really fast, explosive game, and it's pure co-op. And it just, it feels like a dungeon crawler, but just through like different cards that you're slowly going through. And it's just, it's so ridiculously fast paced and you have literally five minutes with an actual timer for the game and it's insane. And if you lose, you have to completely restart. That game stressed me out (laughs) so much because I just recently played that with both of you guys. And I I still think I have like PTSD from it slightly because it was... Wild. It's funny because like those kinds of games, I guess the artwork is kind of cartoony and stuff. So when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, this is like a kid's game. Like this is going to be silly and goofy. And like I threw it on the table and I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, this is uh, probably, like, one of the most intense games I've played. Yeah. If you get the right people, right? Because you're, like, right, throwing yeah. cards down, and you're yelling at each other, I mean, and you're doing all this stuff. And... It's fun from what I've seen now. I mean, playing it with multiple groups of people, like, it's fun with almost anyone. Because, like, I bought it originally for my 10-year-old sister for the exact reason that you said. I was like, this looks like a fun strategic game that she can get into being, you know, 10 years old. But it's, I mean, it's so much more than that. Like, I can replay it, and I have over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it's fun every single time, and it's different every single time, which I think is so great. It's also cool because, like, it forces in a sense like a camaraderie like versus because like you yeah. you don't have a choice but to work with them oh, totally. like you know like you have to be able to do it you have to be able to do it and like it, it's just it's so because we brought in you know like you had you know we had our alleys that yeah. like played who had never known each other like right. ever before and so like that was interesting because like the, you don't have a chance to like talk and like make small talk in front you're just you're in the game and you're playing you're doing yeah. it like that's it well and when every second's counting down you just you have to keep going and sometimes you can't think and sometimes two people throw down the same exact tool or whatever and it's just and, yeah, it's, yeah. it becomes so just ridiculously hard by the yeah. end of it but yeah it's a really fun game yep. that I game is made by connor reed um they do have a five minute marvel variation it's a different game but right. be same principle just with marvel characters i think but i'd I'm, be interested in checking that one out but too. i'm looking at you connor we are anxiously awaiting a dc version of that. <laughs> I, I would back or i will buy, buy a that DC immediately, version immediately. Yep. yeah that'd be i great. think we'll buy our own versions just yeah, to have both have like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. cool. all, right. all right my number four is gonna be um so my list is going to be a lot of co-op. I'm, I'm super big I on co-op. I the co-op yeah. um, genre of board games ever since I was introduced to that. My, uh, my number four is going to be Pandemic. Um, I don't think I've officially played that one yet. So Pandemic was, ma- uh, was created by Matt Leacock. He is an incredible board game uh, designer. Um, so essentially there's diseases, the world. It's like... Um, Plague Inc. Are you familiar with yeah. Plague Inc.? Like where you, you, you are the disease and you destroy the world or whatever. 
Um, it's the opposite of that, where you are a scientist and you're trying to cure the, the world of these four diseases and you have to work together to like move around the world, the different cities and like oh, take I out the diseases and find cures. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just it's super fun. It's super stressful. Again, that, that game kind of depends on your group more so than Five Minute Dungeon because you are being more strategic with like how you move. And there are some of those players that can get a little overwhelming that are like telling other people how to play their turns. Yeah. So it, it's really um, situational as to you know who you're playing with. I think I do actually remember playing that one time with you because like I one of the things I remember the most, and it, again it boils down to like the group that you're with. Is I I feel like the group that we played. I think we spent too much time trying to plan out the next move as opposed to just like like hey this is what I'm gonna do. How does it sound? Good, good. Okay, let's see what it does. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that really needs to be, you know, like you really need to be on a group that you're able to do something like that with. Because if you're planning out too much of a move, it's going to get boring. Or if you're playing with somebody you don't like the way that they play or, you know, then it's it's just not going to be a fun experience for you in a game like that. You need that you need that specific group. Yep. Yeah. But uh, I like the idea of that, though. So in case you're curious, Matt Leacock, uh, uh, along with like Pandemic and stuff, um, that he's done. He also did Forbidden Island, Forbidden Desert, okay. uh, Forbidden Sky. And they have multiple expansions for uh, Pandemic now too, right? Yes, they have a bunch of different uh, expansions and they have like the Legacy Edition where it's like, it has you like rip up cards and like, you know, it, it's like one, a one playthrough kind of game, right? Yeah. Where it's like once you play through it once, you can't go back and play through it because you've done like permanent damage to the Thing. That's really interesting. Yeah. So I guess Legacy Edition games are really popular right now. So cool, interesting. Yeah. All right. Number three. Number three, Jim. Cool. My number three. Um, I had to. I had to put this one in there somewhere, especially since I've been so into this. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons lately, so I put that one as my number three. I've uh, been able to get into a couple of groups where I've consistently been able to play and not do. You know, why two sessions every year? <laughs> I don't know who would do that. <laughs> um, but it's, I mean, the more I'm, I'm able to play it, the more I'm finding that I love it because you're creating this character. You are becoming this character. You have to be the character. And like, you're, like, the world is, is brand new. You know, every dungeon master or DM tells a completely different story. You know, you never know where it's going to take you because you don't know what's going on in, you know, in their, in their heads. And, just being able to like the gratifying feeling of actually like getting like a new weapon or like a new power or like stuff and even though you're not actually doing it like oh cool i have this new weapon and you write it down your sheet i'm excited for the next battle to be able to use it like but you are doing it in a way because like i think it's all dungeons and dragons is like the ultimate um so RPG. i was scared of the stigma with dungeons and dragons right because everybody yeah. says like pocket protector nerds <laughs> and that kind of stuff but it's, it's like really once you not. dive into it and you start doing it, it's like the ultimate imagination trip. Yeah, it is. It's just like you make all this stuff up. And some of the DMs, like our DM was like, I don't care how you get this done. He's like, if you describe it more, um, it was actually Cowboy. Cowboy was our DM. Okay. Yeah. Right. And um, he's like, if you describe it in detail and tell me how you do it, like if you're going to attack this guy and you just say, I'm going to attack it, you know, that's one thing. If you say, I'm going to backflip off his shoulder and like flip over him and hit him in the, the you know, like... <laughs> The temple, oh yeah, you can like also like control. some, yeah. And, yeah. and that's what that's, that's what's really cool about it is like there's so much freedom with it, and like if you find the right like DM or the right like group to play with, mm -hmm. you can totally go off the chains and like just do some wild crazy stuff with it. But I also like that like it's 
everyone has a different imagination. Everyone pictures everything differently. And I think that's interesting to bring this group together and play this world where you're imagining everything, but it's a completely different imagination look from everybody yeah. else. And like, that's a really fun experience, but I just like how open it is and how you can do kind of just whatever you want if yeah. you're like in a battle within like, obviously sometimes like within a, like a reasonable. You can do mostly anything you want. Yeah, yeah. And if you have, I mean, if you have a good way to explain it and a good reason for yeah. doing it and like the ability to do it, then like, yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's got the randomness of the dice roll. Because mm -hmm. like, you can be like, oh, I'm just going to do this thing. No, you're not. Like, you, you rolled a two. And, like, you know yeah. what I mean? You're, that, like, that's it. You screwed it all up. I, I've heard some wild stories about, like, doing something just for fun and then ruining everything. And that's that's what I think is so funny about d and I've never played it personally. I have a, um, one of my best friends. He uh, plays it all the time. I think he plays it, like, every week. But he showed me, like, their stats lists. And he showed me, like, these biographies that they're writing out for characters. Yep. And yeah. just Back there's so much that goes into yeah. it. And so much that I appreciate yeah. about, like, world building and, like, trying to keep yeah. to those worlds. Yeah. And having a multitude of worlds. Like, you've yeah. got a multiverse there that you can play Pretty around much. with. I've always had the idea of wanting to play it. I've never played it. I always say that if I get too into it, then I would probably get too into it. And yeah. I'd have to pull time from something else. So I haven't played it. I probably will eventually. It does take some time. But, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it, it's always looked really fun. I'll tell you, I had a character that I created, and somehow I ended up touching an orb and disintegrating myself <laughs> and dying. Exploded. So, exploded. It was so, one of yeah. my greatest stories like to date. My, like, D&D. I'll end it with my friend telling me one time they had, uh, they started a brand new campaign. One of them got a little too cocky and attacked like one of the first characters they encountered, and he died at the very beginning of the game. I've, yeah, I've heard. <laughs> was, I've heard of that was it. Stories, Just like great, ten yeah. minutes in, and that was all that happened. Yeah. And, and with that, we say thank you, Gary Gygax. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So moving on to my number three, I've got uh, a game called Boss Monster. Oh dang, I dude! I forgot about that one. Boss Monster. Fun, I think Boss Monster is so much fun. It's one of those competitive games where I just, like, I enjoy playing it so much just for the little world pieces in there. I yeah. still haven't played the expansion, but the main base game itself is just so much fun. It's it, You can go through it time and time again, and every time feels different to me, too. And I love being I love being the actual monster. I think that's the biggest that's thing what I was gonna with say. that I, game. I love that it flipped the script. And yeah. it, you're not the hero anymore. You're fighting the heroes to, right. in, in your dungeon, like... You know, you're not trying to kill the boss. You're trying to just survive. Yeah, and I think that's what's so much fun about it. And it's fun watching those little heroes, too, that you know you've been in some game or another. And you're, yeah. like, taking yeah, them yeah. out finally. Yeah, like, you can come up with your own, like, you know, I yeah. was this hero at one point. Now I'm just going to, like, you know, put him through my demented dungeon. Right. Like, and, yeah. Well, and then you can also, you can, like, you can help that hero through the other boss's dungeon. <laughs> yes. I think that's just such a great yeah, aspect yeah. of the game. It's such a fun game. I picked it up not knowing what it was, and I've loved it ever since. Um. Yeah, I, I dig it. I'm surprised you guys didn't bring up that it's an 8-bit. Yes. Yes, right? that's right. So yeah, that's cool. That it's also 8-bit. While yeah. it has become kind of a trope in the game industry, like you'll see a right. lot of eight, a lot of companies trying to jump on the 8-bit, like, oh, you're just going to buy this because it's 8-bit. But I think this one does it really well because, like you said, like it's like running through Mario, right? You get Mario like, it's in such there, a and you're classic, like... Yeah. It really is such a classic thing that they did. But it's cool, right. too, because you can be strategic about it, right? Because you have like four... I think you have like four layers or whatever you before you get room. to the final. Yeah. room and so you can be like you know I want him to go through room one and two and then die in through three right. <laughs> like, yeah. so it's really cool so I like to think of scenarios like if it's like a crush machine or something I'm like oh he made it through this and then he's just like boom crushed <laughs> that's one of my favorite things like as a board game thing and, and as a whole like that we've been doing our tabletop game is like we put our own like spin and we put our own story onto it like we put yeah. our own imagination mm -hmm. you know and, and that's a, that's really a game where you can be like you can do that exact same thing with you know with how the heroes 
ended up dying and yep. you know your celebratory victory for killing the hero afterwards most of the games you can uh, you can put a description to how like a if, story to what's yeah. going if on you have a chance cool. to do it please please do it brings it brings games to a whole new yeah. level it's just it's interesting to do it that way it just it adds a little bit more to it to my, a play for my psa <laughs> <laughs> this has been a moment with jim <laughs> all right uh, cool so my number three is going to be more of a party game than a co-op game it goes against literally what i just said for my number four <laughs> but um my number three is going to be cash and guns uh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. cash and guns. Yeah, Cameron, I want you to look this up. Uh, this that, game was, is awesome. that was. That yeah. uh, was. That was. So, was ca- I put cash and guns on my list because it's like the one game that I can play with my parents. <laughs> because my parents <laughs> absolutely abhor board games. Like anytime I bring a board game out, they're like, "Get out of my house." Um, no, but uh, so it's it's essentially just a little fun little game where you have these toy guns and foam at the start of the guns, round, yeah. yeah, foam toy guns. Oh, and at the great. start of the round. You like you say one two three or whatever, and then you point the gun at someone, and they have a choice to whether to duck or take you know take the chance. And you have these little tokens that are that are bullet tokens or or miss tokens or blank tokens or whatever, yeah. and you don't know what they are until you flip them over. So like I could be pointing a gun at you and have a like a blank token on there, right. but you could duck down thinking I'm trying to shoot you. Okay. And if you duck down, you don't get a chance to loot, you know, the area. So it's like a whole thing of deception. Yeah. 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 Okay. But yeah. it's super fun. It's lighthearted. And I think the whole, like, holding fake guns and stuff is it, really fun. It looks really interesting. It's, it's so at much it. fun because yeah. you actually sit there and you pull, like, a like a Mexican stand-up moment at the very beginning where you're like, one, two, three, go. And everyone sticks their, their gun out towards yeah. somebody. And yeah. you all sit there and, like, you know, one at a time, you're like, okay, you flip. You know, you flip your bullet. Like, okay, I flip my bullet. God dang, I got hit. Like, yeah. I think it's the most fun you could have pointing a gun at someone. <laughs> legally, yeah, legally. It just, it makes me think of like that Office episode where they're all standing there at the end of the murder <laughs> yeah, and they're just holding guns for each other. Yeah. It does look really interesting though. Yeah, it's super it. fun. Uh, pretty much any game that's been on our list, I own. So if you ever want to play one of these games, sure. like we should get together and play Cash and Guns sometime. So it's we super should. fun. And I think you can play it up to like eight people or something. So you can get yeah. a whole round of people. And, that's cool. Okay. And play it. Yeah, I think that's also a fun one that you can play with. You don't have to play it with like just a group of like close familiar friends too. Like if you know a couple people in the group and they know a couple people in the group, but like you know, it's all like you don't know everybody. It's it's one of those that's so much fun to play just with a group that you're comfortable and familiar with. You yeah, know? it's definitely lighthearted enough that like you could get strangers together and they would still have a blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Which like means a lot in a board yeah. game because some of them really do need to have like yeah. certain people to play with. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So cash and guns. Thanks for yeah. Number two. All right, cool. So on to number two. Um, you actually mentioned my number two uh, earlier was Forbidden Island. Um, that one I've played. I know I played once recently, but it's one that I am definitely going to buy and add to my board game list because it was one where I know I'm going to love that game every single time we play it. But I do have to admit that the amount of stress that that one also put on because it's such a another fast pace where there's real-time events like happening you're actually like watching the island sink away and losing out on it as you go and and there is the real potential if you don't have the right character in the right spot for you to get stuck and get left behind which essentially also i I, if i remember correctly makes everyone lose like if you either you get everyone out or everyone loses yeah so yeah so essentially forbidden island like you're on an island you're rescuing these relics and the island is sinking yeah the island is trying to kill you and so you you know you flip over certain cards 
and then they the tile gets flooded, which means you flip it over to the flooded side. And then, if and then, you then draw if that card again, comes uh-huh. again, it goes away. Okay. Yeah. So like the island is slowly just like and deteriorating. Like most you. characters can swim, so like if you have a tile that's not there in between two pieces of the island, you can swim through there. But if okay. there's more than just that one, I think there's only the one. I think it's only the diver. I think the swim. diver can swim more than just the one. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah okay. So, but because that's what happened with me, I actually got gotcha. stuck and had yeah. two two like blank tiles there where the, the island was gone and so we actually had to have the diver come get me and fly me out you know mm-hmm. bring me back in order for us to all escape so like that adds such a like an interesting so element interesting. as well yeah. like yeah so you have to either like say screw the relic like we have the pieces that we need for it or like you know we got to go get it or we're losing the game like mm-hmm. you know you eventually get down to a point where you're like it's it's Either we're gonna lose or we're gonna lose. Like this is the it's show. just how we want to lose. Do I want to drown or do we want to like escape and not get <laughs> so all the relics? The funny thing about Matt Leacock games is like he designs the games to, to kick your ass. Like you're gonna lose yeah, more, more times than, you than you're gonna win. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. that's what makes a good game though. I really enjoy it. Yeah. That replayability and, and that like yeah, like let's yeah. going. We to gotta lose. do it this time. We're gonna win. We were so yep. close yeah. last time. Like that being able to have that. We're like we gotta play one more round. Right. Like, we you, gotta win this. You yeah. need the stakes there, and it's fun, especially with like tabletop games because. Because most of the time in those, you if you lose, you do have time to go back through and just yeah. run one more, like yep. one more time through. Yeah. Um, so real quick, another fun fact about Forbidden Island, because I don't think we're going to bring it up again. I, I don't imagine we are. <laughs> um, but uh, the forbidden the Forbidden series is actually linked together, right? So you have Forbidden Island where you're forbidden, rescuing these yeah. relics and then you fly off of it. And then somehow you get in a steampunk ship. <laughs> and Forbidden Desert, you crash your steampunk ship. Uh, into the desert and you have to find the pieces and put it back together and fly away. And then Forbidden Sky is like this sky city, I guess you fly to in the ship. So like they're all kind of like they're all which linked is really story cool. Wise, like that brings up which a is cool, whole yeah. like a whole story that you could essentially mm-hmm. like build yourself because you could play one back to back to back. It's yeah. a short enough game yeah. like to where you like you know mm-hmm. like fifteen minutes for a piece and you could you know like an hour hour and a half and you can mm-hmm. get through. The entire like the entirety of the games and build your own story if you really wanted to. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. So my number two is gonna be more of a card game, which is Magic: The Gathering. Um, but I really, really love Magic: The Gathering. I've been playing it for a couple of years now. What a nerd! Uh, Just kidding. <laughs> one, one of my buddies, actually, the same friend who plays D and D all the time, has been trying to get me into that. He got me into Magic: The Gathering by getting me to play it on um, the Xbox way back when they first started putting it on consoles. And um, I fell in love with it immediately. I just think there's so much strategy to be had in it. it it's so much more than what it actually looks like. I grew up playing like Pokemon trading card game, mm-hmm. um, playing things like Yu-Gi-Oh! And then uh, Duel Monsters or Duel Masters, which is actually made by the Magic the Gathering Company. Um, but I, so I grew up playing card games, but nothing had been so strategic as Magic the Gathering. Because you can go into a game having one strategy and then like come out either winning or losing the game having used like three or four strategies. I was like, you have to do real time changes to right. your strategy because depending on what they pull. So that's actually interesting. I wrote an ethnogra- uh, ethnographic paper okay. on that for college because like, and one of the things that's amazing is like, you were talking about the stigma on D and D earlier. Like there's the same thing with, with magic yes, players. Like, I agree. Like, you, I you, totally agree. And it's yeah. really not like you walk in and like, I saw like football players and cheerleaders playing with like, you know, yeah. you know, like, yeah. you know comic-con type guys like you right. know what i mean stuff like that like it's just it's so interesting to play because anybody can do it as long as you 
can come in with a strategy and, and it's just obviously, have fun. It's right. obviously big enough to where like there's whole stores, like there's the, the local board game stores and stuff sell yeah. board games and stuff, right. but they make the majority of their money on magic cards and stuff. Yes. People come yeah. in and buy them. I've so. heard people like sinking like thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, just, it's yeah. like the biggest card game that I've ever yeah. seen. And, you know, yeah. I played pretty much all of them and it just, it's just the best one. It's just so much fun. You don't have to do any strategy that you don't want to do. You can just focus on what you like doing, what type of decks you like using, what type of monsters you want to use. Or if you don't want to use as many monsters, you can just go with magic cards. So it's really, really can, interesting yeah, game. There's so up. much to it. I do want to try the physical game, like the yeah. tabletop game, because yeah. I did play Magic the Gathering Arena. Right. And I think I'm just so burnt out on like the Hearthstone style games, yeah. right? Yeah, on the computer. Yeah. That it just it just didn't I and played it for a bit and I'll probably go back and play it a little bit, but it's just like I it's and I know we talked about yeah. we talked about Hearthstone a while back when we were first starting all of this up and mm. Yeah, Hearthstone for me is like it's it's very basic Magic the Gathering, yeah. and that's essentially it boils down to less cards on the field at a time, and just a more like a game that's not as stylized. So you kind of have to follow like one through three different plans for the whole game. That's kind of all you have, and but that's what I love about Magic, just open ended gameplay. So fun fact about uh, Magic, really quick, is it's actually you said it was uh, the company that owns it actually owns D and D now as well. Wizards of the Coast. Oh yeah, Wizards of the Coast. Oh, so yeah, yeah. That kind of like they have that stigma. I guess the just company in general just has that stigma. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like big nerd company. <laughs> but I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. All right. Cool. My number two is gonna be <laughs> another another party game. It's pretty silly. Uh, Secret Hitler. Oh, yes. You telling me about this. <laughs> oh, so, that was cool. Secret yeah. Hitler is a party game for, I think it's like four to nine players, or four yeah. to ten players yeah. like that. So, it's like one of those you have to have a, a, like a party, like a group of people to play. And basically what it is is you have your, I guess your liberals or whatever, and then your fascists. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like one fascist. It depends on how many people are playing, but there's like one fascist, there's one Hitler, or like the more people you have, I think there's two fascists and one Something Hitler. Something like that, yeah. And then uh, like the fascists are basically trying to get Hitler elected, <laughs> and the liberals are trying to figure out who Hitler is and kill him. Okay. And it's just one of those things where it's really simple. You just put down these uh, like deeds or decrees or whatever, and uh, it's like there's fascist ones and there's liberal ones. So like if you're a fascist, you probably don't want to play the fascist ones every time. So it's like one of those deduction, like social Yeah, I would say, I games. think like one of the things that's like fun about that is nobody knows who anybody is. Yeah. Like you, you have no idea who's a fascist, so, right? If so I the fascists know who they are and who Hitler is. But Hitler doesn't know who his fascists are. Okay. And the liberals don't know who anybody is. Okay. Yeah, I would say I remember like there being some sort of like element of purely not knowing who anybody yeah. is. Like really, like you have to figure out as you go. Or the liberals know who the liberals are. Something like some, yeah, yeah, something yeah. yeah. It's like one of those like people know who certain people are and that's really all they get. Yeah, so you've, it's, been, you've been telling me that we need to play this one. Yeah, yeah. This has like totally, become a whole list of games I also need to play that I haven't yet. <laughs> that was my last I know, time. That was the fact is like Josh is actually the reason why I've played most of these games and he's yeah. the reason why I'm able to generate most of this list is because yeah. I played it with him. So yeah. said, I think I own pretty much all of these games yeah. on this list. So, or on all of these lists. So I have a problem. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good problem. Secret it's Hitler good. is super fun. It's a super fun party game. If you have a party and you want to do a game night, get Secret, Secret Hitler. Hitler. 
All right, cool. So on to the Big Bambino. One, my number one pick is going to be a game that I started playing long before I met either of you guys. That I started playing in college, Munchkin. Munchkin is, I've been like, I don't know, not the favorite of most of the people that I know now, but it is currently and still is one of my favorites just because it's i don't know it's another one of those like character building in a weird kind of way um but i just i like that every no two game is ever going to be the same again and i like even on the box it says like you know kick down the door kill the monster screw your buddies like yeah, you know because like, then you can like or, yeah, yeah something says, like yeah. that like and you know because you can either yeah yeah kill yeah, the yeah. monster steal the treasure stab your buddy <laughs> yeah there you go so like you know because you can you can create alliances to mess somebody up like later to really screw them over or to help somebody kill a monster or to like if they're about to win like you can get together with like the rest of the table and just beef up the monster that's gonna, you know, that that, that person is fighting yeah. to try to keep them from winning, but then the tables are gonna immediately turn when you're like, oh crud, like that guy over there is actually close to winning as well, and he's over here helping, like you know, this is like starting to become an issue, and like it's just it, it's so much fun because there's also the certain like randomness level of it. You have to be mindful of what you're, what you have, because um, you have like you can only hold like one two-handed item or two one-handed items. <clears throat> it's kind of like a it's kind of like a kitty D and D in a way. In a way, it's like and there's some really fun cartoony like yeah. stuff you have all these it. weapons and armor and stuff, and it's like tropes where you have like you know you may put on like lingerie, and it's like gives you plus whatever. And yeah, it's like yeah, silly. it's, it's yeah. silly, goofy. It's fun. It's an adults and a kids game. You can play it with either you know with either one as long as you can do math. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, and I think one of the things that like makes us on my top is one of the actual rules in the book says you can cheat until you are caught <laughs> it says that straight in the rule book and there's no other game that like says that except like, that monopoly is... cheaters edition <laughs> well yeah but like we don't talk about we don't talk about those ones um but yeah i i just think that's such a, such a fun cool and yeah like i see cameron you pulled up like Pathfinder, yeah. Pathfinder. yeah. There's but tons like, of variations. There's so many. Like, yeah. they have, like, Munchkin, Munchkin Avengers. They have, like, Munchkin, like, you know, Supernatural go, Munchkin. Yeah. Pulled up a list know. of them. Star right Munchkin, yep. Munchkin Foo, Munchkin Impossible, Munchkin Cthulhu. So, yeah, like, so, there's so many different things that... I actually gave uh, Munchkin to a buddy of mine. I gave it to Josh. And I still have, like, Apocalypse and, and Munchkin Zombies or whatever. And... Um, I'm going to sound like a douchey board gamer guy, but I kind of grew out of it just because of the simplicity of it. And uh, the more you go through the game, I felt like it was less about the killing the monsters and more about Which betraying your friends. friends yeah. And so I, and like the monsters become so easy. It becomes more focused on what can I put down to, to screw you as, up? It's like so, my kind of final thing. The reason why I loved it so much is because when I was in college, I lived in a dorm. Um, I lived in a dorm where we, I mean, we had all nighters playing this game, but we also had rotating people. Like we had a pe- person that would jump out and then like two people that would jump in. And then we had like a constant rotating thing. So it made every game so different, but it was always still with like a fun group of people to play with. So I do agree with you that it can become kind of stale, which is why I debated on whether yeah. it was going to be my number one or not. Cause if you're playing with the same people all the time, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're going to lose your fun in it. I will say real quick. There are some expansions that, 
uh, expand on that and make it a little more fun, like the Adventure Time and the, nin- I, the, yeah, the Teenage Mutant Ninja time. Turtle, yeah. where you actually, again, you become the character, right? You That's can cool. play as yeah. Finn or you yeah. can play as Leonardo. And those or... make massive differences. Yeah. yeah. Like the actual Huge character difference. itself. You don't just have like, you know, your basic yeah. person until you, you choose a race or class. Like you pick, you stick with that one through the yeah. game. Yeah. So my number one, I mean, my one of my all-time favorite things, I That's think good. so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Respect. Okay, so for my number one, and I don't know how you guys are going to feel about this, so I debated on my number oh, one. Oh, no. Um, you never but I had to with go that. with something that... I had to go with something that, for me, kind of started my interest in strategy games and in board games in general. Uh, I went with chess, which is a very basic choice. Wow, but okay. I went, I went with chess because I feel like it's the first game that really introduced me in into that whole idea of like thinking and being two steps ahead of your opponent in a strategy game. And I love strategy games. They're one of my favorite things. I love looking at every strategy I can possibly do in a game. And I think chess for me is just one that I can consistently go back to, sit down, relax with a buddy or something if I have some downtime or like watch a show while we're playing it because it's something that I can halfway pay attention to, pay attention to something else. Or if I want to, I can just focus on it yeah. and choose, you know, what I'm going to do next. And I used to, uh, Back when I was younger, I was like 14 or 15 or something like that, I think, uh, there was this guy in this local park who used to just show up randomly on Sundays. And I used to go, and I would play like two-board chess with him, which was really interesting. Oh, and wow. So we would set up two boards, and then at one point he brought four just to see what would happen because he was so used to me showing up every Sunday. So he brought four, and so I played like chess in all these different variations, and it just... You have like a so quintessential chess story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it... It, it just for me it's just such a fun game and it led to me loving um, strategy games things like even Hitman kind of how that extended out for me I look at it as like a variation of chess so you have one piece that you're trying to move through this crowd and then same with um, like the old Sid Meier's games they're just variations on chess to me so I just I adore it and that's such a like I mean that's such an old old school game too because like you know that game's been around for like long before any of the board games that we listed oh, yeah. you know have mm-hmm. been around in like and it, it like that's I think the beauty of it is like it's a smart man's game you know I mean it, it but anybody can learn it but it takes years to master it like it you really know is. it's and I like that's one of my favorite things to see in the movie is when they do like a long shot of like a park that has a bunch of like stone tables with chess boards and you just have people sitting there playing and like all age ranges you have like you know a little middle schooler sitting there playing an older guy and they're just like having fun playing this game you know being like you know mental combatants right you know well and i think it's cool too because they have like apps now for the phone so like a lot of times i have an app downloaded and if i'm in like a long line or something i'll just pull up the app and play with whoever's next to me like my buddy or whatever yeah and it's just it's fun because you can just pick it up and play it and then stop whenever i just think it's so interesting i'm too dumb for chess oh i I have no idea how to play it (laughs) (laughs) don't get me wrong i have no idea how to play it but i appreciate the game though i appreciate the people who do know how to play it and can because i knew like a couple of my roommates in college like were part of like the chess team in high school and like you know that's you know that's that gets up there with like some of like the high level stuff like that's intense competition sometimes there's an old old world of warcraft raid that when you get into the room it well it's not like chess to a t it's like a chess board where you have to take control of the characters and stuff so and it's like harry it potter like, oh chess. damn it <laughs> <laughs> is it like harry potter yeah. chess almost but my other question is are you bobby fisher are you just <laughs> you're just like running through and like do you have the, did you have the clock on all of the i've never played it with a clock okay. so we played it with we played it with four boards and the way it worked is the four boards were all in play 
So you moved, like, I think we did, like, two pieces per turn instead of one. Wow. But you could move all the way across four boards if you had the right piece. Oh, so wow. So it became okay. really, really interesting. And you have four kings. So you have to take out all four kings. Oh, wow. It was a really interesting way to play it. Really interesting time in my life, too, just playing with someone whose name I don't think I ever actually learned. Uh, some of the best. It was just, like, this older guy in a park. But it was, it was just, I don't know. I just An older guy in a park I'm that doesn't have any story. <laughs> You're giving me a migraine. <laughs> Cool, yeah. Chess is in definitely an interesting. Was yeah, not that expecting was, that. Yeah. No, I wasn't. That was really that was really neat though. I'm glad that you kind of broke the mold from like the rest of our list and stuff with something along those lines. Yeah. All right, my number one is going to be Mortal Kombat Annihilation. No, that's the wrong one. <laughs> um, is it Mortal number... Two? <laughs> Portal Two, the board game. Actually, they do have a Portal, do have a Portal game, but that is not game. my number yes. one. My number one is actually Maximum Apocalypse. Yeah, okay. I'm a sucker. I uh, like I, you know, everything that I said earlier. I like, I like to support Mike. Um, I feel like I know him personally. Even I was like, you I don't, sound like you guys are because I've ordered enough earlier. stuff from yeah. him, and I've I've conversed with him like through email, kind of, and uh, just being able to support him, and then the gameplay itself, you know, being able to embrace that character, like the firefighter, like the the tank, essentially. Um, yeah. And then he had to come out and make an expansion and include like angels and demons, which is I'm like a super cool. sucker for. Oh my god! And then he has like a four horsemen apocalypse scenario, oh, and yeah. Are and then he came out with the miniatures, and I'm like, just dude, just take all my money. <laughs> it is a game that I do want to play again because I again I've only gotten to play it one time, and I think that's definitely not enough of exposure to the game. I think you and I have really only played it like as like a duo, but I would love to see like the yeah. three of us sit down and play because I think yeah. that would make for like a very so interesting I think you like, can play it with up to five people, which would be really cool. That would to be, get like a full party. Would, yeah. and, um, but yeah, it's just the whole like everything, like I said about fire uh, flashpoint earlier, the yeah. fire game is like, everything is so simple. Like it's a big setup. It takes about 20 minutes or so to set it up. Um, but it's like you roll dice, you spawn monsters, you fight them, you run around and you do, you pick up, you know, loot or you scavenge places and you, that's pretty much it. And then you get back to the van or you get to wherever you need to go. And well, um, it's, you know, it's funny too, cause I grew up playing, um, a lot of co-op games, but always video games. And I never really thought about it in terms of like a board game sense. You're actually the person, Josh, that kind of got me into that realm and now I love co-op board games like I see I the adventure like, in it but originally I didn't understand like I had always played games like chess games mm -hmm. where you always have an opponent that's right in front of you and it's a living person that but then now that I've seen things like Maximum Apocalypse DC deck building game mm -hmm. um, we have like you have that new heist game or whatever so there's there's a lot of like co-op games I had a yeah. similar like dumber experience because I never played chess growing up but like all the games that I played always like required some sort of opponent yeah. and yeah. so like you know playing that like it was either those... like poker or solitaire Right, you're either playing against someone or you're playing with yourself. Right, yeah. <laughs> or playing by yourself. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> we're um, all children here. <laughs> but no, uh, I actually didn't put Burgle Bros on my list. Surprisingly, yeah. yeah. I was, couldn't uh, remember the name of it, but then I was like, I don't think I should put it on my list. I do enjoy it, yeah. but again, I've only played it what twice through. I yeah. think. Yeah. But we were playing it incorrectly, so we, we were playing it play incorrectly. It. <laughs> so now we need to go back and play it again. There, yeah. Is it incorrectly or is it house rules? <laughs> it was. It was just straight up incorrect. Accidentally house rules. That's. Um, I was trying to. Oh. <laughs> trying to back you. I up, mean, Josh. totally house rules. Yeah. <laughs> 
does that does that work? Like house rules, you can just cheat like to the full extent. <laughs> like this well, is how it's gonna go. For an example, I played what is it? Exploding kittens. I always want to call it angry kittens, but exploding kittens. <laughs> I played exploding angry kittens. Angry kittens could explode. But she was like, she was like, no, these are the rules you play by because these are the rules that the people I play with are always like they always play by these. That's and I like look at, I look in the rule book and it says explicitly the opposite thing that she's telling us. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know what you've been playing, but that is not how you play this game at all. And that's yeah. such a shame with a lot of board games too. Is like the rules get so lost. That's sometimes. And that's the unfortunate thing about board games is with a video game you are forced to play by these rules. <laughs> yeah. yep. With a board yep. game you honestly don't yeah. have if to. If you're like yep. if this rule doesn't make a lot of sense, let's do like our best. You know, My, guess so on that. I know you're a big stickler on like phrasing and like exact yep. like usage of words and verbs and all that stuff, and. That's another, it's not necessarily a downside, but it's like, as a game designer, if you don't word that perfectly, yeah. someone like you could come around, along and be like, oh, well, it doesn't say you can't do this, right? Yeah. So just a warning out I think there. That's what you need to game designers. I am always the ass that's going to do that. I think that's why you need to put like yeah. literal rules in there. If, like you can cheat until you get caught. Like, yeah. you know. If you want a play tester, that's going to drive you insane. <laughs> Send your game to camera. I'm always here for you guys. <laughs> Cool, so that was our list of top five tabletop games. Now we're going to move right along to honorable mention. Honorable mention. So I actually made a last minute change to my honorable mention because I feel like I had one that better suited that role. Uh, I actually changed it to Fallout, the board game. Um, I haven't played that one yet. I, I have, but I've never finished it. It's a lot of fun. But it's long and it's one that, like, I mean, I just don't get around to playing that often. But I like the idea of it. I like the idea that they essentially took the Fallout game and they, like, made it into a board game. And they raised the stakes in some way. In some ways. It's not quite as, like, a single adventure like you have in in Fallout. Like, your decisions change, like, the direction that the, the mission is going. So you could draw a completely different card based off of what you choose to do. Like, if you choose to loot this room, or if you choose to attack this person, you're going to get a different card based off of it. Yeah, yeah. so it's cool because, like, you, you, move, a lot, you move around the world, and... Which is another flip tile board game, so, it's like, yeah. you're not going to have yeah. the same tiles it's, next it's to each other. It's the same tiles, but, but you, you always They're in different up, orders, so, yeah. yeah. yeah they're I've never heard games like that, too. I'm yeah. finding a lot of love in yeah. games like that. I, I will say, at least, Fallout board game has given players something that they've always wanted at the video games, which is strategic <laughs> co-op, which is yeah. something that... No. Actually, no? the game does not give you co-op. The expansion not, they came out with gave you co-op. Oh. You're not against each other, per se, but, but you're not like you're not, yeah. you're not working right. with each other. You're kind of in the wasteland on your own. Yeah. Which is an expansion that gives you co-op, yeah. though, yeah. which is yeah, which is really more, nice. Which yeah. is weird. They came out with an expansion called New California, which is a fan-made mod of Fallout. That's really interesting. That's, so that's cool, that's, though. I mean, yeah, it's right. really like, weird huh. because they thought it was going to get shut down because it wasn't like Bethesda approved. But it's like the board game company was like, screw it, we're gonna name it this. Yeah. And I guess give them more, you know, more promotion and But I also like one of the other things I really like about that game too is that you have a much different character selection. You're not just picking a like a person and creating their persona and like grabbing armor. You're picking between a super mutant, a wastelander, a ghoul, um, and a uh, Brotherhood of Steel. Yeah. Which all have completely different setting so or a completely different characteristics like if you're the ghoul you have a lower health but you can you get more XP you or something gain health back by going through like radiated zones 
um, you know, like the Super Mutant or the. the I was gonna say too. that's what they gave Fallout fans is being able to play as a Super Mutant because <laughs> that's, that's super cool. Yeah, that's it's fun and yeah. It's... You know, it, that does make me think about why we can't play as different classes yeah. in Fallout, especially when you have something like I mean, this is going into video games, I guess, but especially when you have something like Elder Scrolls yeah. and you have multiple classes, Fallout doesn't get that. No, nope. same nope. leniency, and especially have... in Fallout seventy six, which is an MMO essentially. Yeah, yeah you should exactly. Be able to pick. Yeah, yeah. Final like a, on a final like thing that I like about it is a randomness. Of the dice rolls. Like, you have certain attacks that you have to do. Like, it's your VAT system, essentially. Right. So you roll the dice, and you have to either hit head, arms, torso, legs, and it, like, the dice tell you on there what you're hitting, and the card tells you what you need to hit. So if you miss it, like, you're, just, you're done in that fight. You take whatever damage you get, and you can fight them again the next time, and you can go do something else. But if you have to com- do it to complete a mission, you got to keep doing it, even if it's, like, a death claw, and you have to hit them twice in the head. You know what I mean? And yeah. stuff like that, which is so... But it was... It, I put it on my honorable mention because, it, again, it was a game I've never had a chance to finish. It's a game I've only ever started because it is a long game. Mm. You're going to sit there for a while. I think... I don't yeah. think you and I even got through it even though we rushed through it towards the end. I, yeah, I, I don't it, And if we did, I don't remember because we rushed through it so much because we were like, we were getting down to a crunch time. But One of those games if you should set up on a table that you won't take it down and then yes. just leave it there yeah. for I a think, while. I think I planned back. on finishing with some friends, but they ended up moving out of state. But we took pictures of it so we could try to set up because I was in a place where we couldn't leave it yeah, on that table that's at least so. something yeah, yeah exactly so real quick the, the expansion does introduce five new characters which is pretty cool they introduce a, car- a caravan merchant an enclave de- a deserter lone gunslinger the NCR ranger which is from Fallout New Vegas which is okay. cool and they let you play as Mr. Handy which is like the little okay. robot yeah. with the things yeah. that's, that's, that's really cool that's really that's neat cool. yeah um Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like Fallout. I'm glad I changed that to my honorable mention. I feel like that was much better. I've been wanting to play it, so hopefully I'll get to. I, I own that one. Yeah, I was like, I also yeah, have I, it. I that one I do yeah. own, which is why I put it on my own because it was a game I liked enough to buy it because I yeah. wanted to be able to play it with some other friends as well. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, for my honorable mention here, I went with a game that I haven't played since I was really young, um, but it's a game that's becoming increasingly popular that I'm seeing at like Comic Con a lot. Uh, Hero Clicks. Which is kind of an interesting world because they have the license for so many different characters. Heroclix intimidates me. <laughs> That's I how I feel. It. See, this is the thing about Heroclix to me is it's intimidating in a lot of ways, but it looks amazing in a lot of other ways. Like it's a lot like a, a lot of the games we've mentioned here, and you kind of have that freedom of movement, and you have this team that you're using, and you're going up against other people. They also have like, from what I've understood, or even if they're fan made, there's other modes that you can play. Um, but it just it's so interesting because of the diversity. In Hero Clicks, there are so many characters. I mean, different comic book characters, different movie characters, different TV show characters. I mean, you're seeing everything. It's kind of like the Lego universe in that idea where they have everything. There's nothing that, that yeah. they're barred from. Um, but I put it on my honorable mentions list because, one, it's expensive to get into. It costs a lot to continually buy the characters. Uh, and I just I haven't played it in a very long time. Um, but I, I will always remember it. And I've always, I, I want to go back to it. Every time I go to a Comic-Con, I see them and $20 starts to slowly slip out of my pocket before I walk <laughs> away. And that's, <laughs> luckily I have not gotten anything yet because I just, I don't think I have the time to commit to it. I think but. you bring up a good point as to why like Warhammer or like the Fallout Miniatures game didn't make it on our list is yeah. that we're all poor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. we don't have like hundreds of dollars to throw at this. And Well, yeah. And there's like, I have, um, I think it's... Or we're not have... dedicated enough either now that we don't have the money yeah. for it. But there's like, there's like yeah. this Magic the Gathering board game that's a very similar idea to Hero Clicks. Your characters have stat ranges, they have health, they have all those type of things. And you use a team and you go up against other people on a terrain that you can build and, you know, it's malleable. So you can move it to however you want to 
set up that terrain. And I've played games like that in the past. My dad and I used to play a Western game that was like that. We bought like all these little uh, like miniatures, whether they were toys or whatever, and then we would set it up on our card table and we would just play like we would use like a ruler to map out like how that's far awesome. we were going and stuff. It was a lot of fun. And that's what Hero Clicks is. But I just there's so much money you have to invest yeah. to really to to make it super interesting. So. There were some kids at our local board game store here that were playing one, and I don't remember. I think it's like Monster Apocalypse or something like that, but it's essentially a, yeah, I think, yeah it's called Monster Apocalypse, and essentially it's one of those things where you, they have miniatures, and you set up, you build the world or whatever, and then you can only move a certain amount of inches, or you measure yeah. it out with your stuff, but it looked really interesting, and I looked into the Fallout, like, so they have a Fallout miniatures game as well. Which yeah. is a little bit more involved than like your Fallout, um, the one that's on your list. Yeah. And uh, it looks really interesting. I just don't have the money and I can't justify spending the time because I don't have a lot of time, you know, a lot of free time to devote right. to that. Yeah. So I can't justify spending that much money and not being able to use it like at least once a week or that, something. That's like that. how I, that's what I was just about to say. It's similar to what we mentioned with D&D earlier. You don't want to be playing D&D once every three months. You want to be <laughs> yeah. playing, like, if you're going to devote time to it, you want to devote time to it every week every so that week you can keep playing like, it. But I mean, like the miniatures here are so cool. Like, we're looking through pictures of them. And just the amount of different ones. Like, I saw a Brainiac one. Do they one. come painted? They do. Okay. So okay. they come painted, but at Comic-Con, you get to see this vast array, and it's really cool because, oh, cool. like, I remember my favorite one that I saw was, like, this giant Brainiac ship skull, and it's way bigger than all the other pieces it's monumentally cool. huge and it's just it's so cool how the game is set up and i love this whole world they've built with this tabletop game i just wish i could invest <laughs> the time into it yeah maybe one day i will go back try the lottery <laughs> <laughs> there you go cool so my honorable mention is actually going to be a simpler game it's another co-op game mm -hmm. um it's going to be castle panic I don't know if okay. you guys have played yeah, that. I've played that uh, one. Yeah, Jim yeah. and I have played it. So it's actually a tower defense tabletop game, which is really cool. Yeah, it's, cool. it's fun. It's one of the only ones that I know of that's a that's a tower defense. Um, and so basically, what you do is you have a ring. Um, I think they have uh, so they have the zombie version, right? But this one's yeah. like fantasy, medieval, whatever. Yeah, whatever orcs and goblins. Yeah, orcs and, and goblins. Stuff like that. And, yeah, uh -huh. they also have a Munchkin version, apparently. Munchkin yeah, Munchkin Panic. Panic. Yeah, they do. And then they have a uh, they have one called My First Castle Panic, and it's like a simplified version for for kids. To oh, that's learn. cool. It's kind of neat. That's interesting. Um, but essentially, you just you set up your tower, you draw cards, you roll the dice, and then you put the. Uh, um, the orcs or whatever tiles you draw into that space and then they move forward every turn so you have to constantly kill them and take them out or push right. them back whatever and um keep your tower intact so it's really cool that's really um, interesting right? yeah it's just a lot of fun it's to... a lot of fun but like you also have like certain random elements to which add a little bit extra like you every so often you can get a boulder that will roll through everything yep. and destroy a building along yeah. with any orcs or yeah. okay. like goblins that it's it's it is, is in its path so like i think that's really interesting but it's I don't know. Yeah, that one was that one was actually really cool. When I like the idea of like, because you can't can you rebuild the walls in that one or not? You can rebuild the walls, but you can't rebuild the towers behind the walls. Yeah. So like once you lose them, they're gone. So once mean, you lose all your towers, the game's over. Yeah. Um, but I think I think the main thing that I like about it is that it's quick. You just kind of set it up. You throw your pieces in a thing and you pull them out. And yeah. then once you're done, you just kind of throw everything back in the box and go about your day. 
I it doesn't take that long to play. I think it's like a like no. you can take anywhere between like ten minutes to like thirty. Depending on yeah, depending yeah. on how strategic you are and right. stuff. You know, it, yeah, yeah. Depends, I really but... do like tower defense games. They're kind of a classic like gameplay style, mm. and I've never played a board. It's, it's interesting game, to bring it into the board game so, world because it's right. like tower defense is most known as like an app, yeah. like a, on your phone and like you know yeah, stuff like that. So I introduced games. you to co-op games and yeah, tower defense tower games. Defense so. The board game world is limitless, which is what's so great about it. That's why we're doing this. Yeah. So, as a general note, I think uh, tabletop games are awesome. Uh, I think they're better than video games. I love video games. Don't get me wrong. Right. But tabletop games have that like interactivity that you can't get with board games. You're face to face. You're discussing. And you don't have a screen in your face. Well, and it's always so, that idea of like video games. People like when they have couch co-op, but board games, if you're going to play with someone, you get to play with them. Like yeah. you actually get to be there. Yeah, it's like you, so, you're setting out time yeah. and getting together with a group of friends to do this. And like right, most yeah. of the time, like you end up having a, mm-hmm. a fantastic time like playing yeah. it. Yeah. Whereas like with video games, like it's so, sometimes it's just so easy. And there's so many games where you can just sit down on the couch and like hop online, put your heads out. I'm like, hey, what's up, dude? And like, you know, and then like yeah. you play for a couple hours and you're done. Yeah. You know what I mean? You did the same thing over and over again for a couple hours. Where it's like board games, you're going to get something different almost every single time. All right. So now is the time where we crap on things. It's time for dishonorable mentions. Womp womp. Okay. So my dishonorable mention, I don't know. This is kind of, I don't know if it's going to be that big of a surprise. And I'm curious to see if it's on anybody else's list today too. My dishonorable mention is going to be Monopoly. I kind of <laughs> felt like that was going to make it on someone's dishonorable list. I considered putting it on my list. That's a fair yeah. dishonorable. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I don't know. That game growing up was always such a frustrating game. I never played it that or to completion. I never finished it. You know, it always felt like it just caused more, sometimes more problems. And like, it, you know, then it, it did like bring it, bring people together and this is another one we were talking about where like the rules get so lost in a game like this because like the rules like and that's what makes the game the game is meant to last like 30 to 30 minutes to like an hour yeah you know what i mean but like right. everyone makes it last five or six hours because yeah you know the idea is you're supposed to either purchase you the property to buy it. purchase yeah. the property or put it up for auction and that gets you through the game so much faster because, like, the like what showed me that it was like, I actually watched a couple of let's plays on YouTube okay. of a Monopoly game, and you know that like the obviously the video game version of it is gonna make you play like you were saying like makes you play it a certain way. Right. That makes you play Monopoly <laughs> how it's supposed to be played. But I feel like at this point it's just it's caused so many distress for like kids growing up and like it's it's just too long and it's even if you play it the right way for the type of game it is it's, it's just not too fun. long the map is uninteresting i mean it's just the card the card it's, play is so uninteresting it's yeah. it's just not very interesting like the word i would use is dull like it's it's what it, you it do is when now. you yeah, don't it's... really have anything else to do yeah if I you mean, like um, whenever i imagine like people playing being bored while playing a board game or a tabletop game they're playing monopoly like that's board like a game yeah they're, exactly it's a board game in the sense that they're <laughs> bored as hell playing it well, like, and, yeah. i'll show myself <laughs> <laughs> i mean and on top of that if we want to go with more puns like this is the first game i've ever seen monopolize on so many different properties yeah there are so many things that are made into monopoly games what josh let me just say that if if you have a thing that you like, it kind of uh, softens the sting of Monopoly, 
right? Like That's we talked about true. last time, I'm a huge World War II buff. Yeah. I got the World War II version of Monopoly from the D-Day Museum, and it's really cool to be able to buy. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of jacked up, <laughs> but to be able to like buy events and stuff like Philippines or like you know Omaha Beach or whatever, and I think that's that's it's kind of cool just to be like uh, something that you're interested in. Like I know they have a Fortnite one. I would never get that. I have a Philippines God, one. I they have like five new ones a year. But I mean. but I will say they did come out with Monopoly Gamer, which I okay that's that puts it even more on my dishonorable list because I hate that they called it Monopoly Gamer because it's only Mario characters. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, right, I tried to help you Monopoly, but apparently <laughs> I know <laughs> I, I I okay I, I I do agree with you because I own Monopoly Gamer because yeah. I think I'm the one that bought it and we brought it and I brought it over and I played Monopoly it. Gamer. I also own it. Um, okay, maybe I was wrong, but, but we definitely but, played it together yeah, for sure. But um, but they also came out with a Monopoly Gamer like Mario Kart edition, which is I think the one I have. Just kind of yeah. neat, um, but. Um, I don't know. It's a different take. It's super fast. It's like ten rounds and you're done. Yeah. So you're collecting coins. You're not buying properties. You're just you're racing around the board in a Mario Kart style fashion. It's definitely a a nice, fresh like spin on Monopoly. That makes yeah. 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 It's not. It's really not Monopoly. It makes Monopoly like hearing the word Monopoly tolerable. (laughs) Yeah. So, but I mean, there's just there's so many things that like just ruin that game for me. Like, it's just it's not. I'd, I'd rather sit down and play Yahtzee. Like, if someone yeah. gave and me I've the option, I would. Yeah, I'd rather play shoots yeah. and ladders, honestly, because at least there's a chance of me going down the chute. It's more interesting. <laughs> yeah. And I just feel but like yeah. you can have, like I don't know. There's just so much more fun that can be had in any other any other tabletop game. Yeah. And then they also like as one like quick thing. I have no idea. If, like I need to look more into. But they came out the Monopoly Cash Grab game, which is essentially like a Monopoly like. Cash grab. Cash. No, it's actually like it's like a like a cash gun that like I'm assuming you just like, oh, just, like shoot you cash shoot it or something yeah. money and you I like mean, grab I remember it. a while ago they were like the new monopoly where like you have like credit cards and stuff and I was yeah. like why do we really yeah because you're trying that? to pander to like the, yeah. the younger generations who don't understand like the money like, they're so good now. at pandering that's what they do best yeah. like what franchise do you love. It's in Monopoly. Yeah, Yahtzee does that too, though. I have like Clap Trap Yahtzee from Borderlands. Mm. I have the Fallout. Yeah, but Yahtzee. you buy that for collectible, not to actually like sit there and yeah. play Yahtzee. Also, on Yahtzee anyway. is a more fun game because at least, <laughs> at least I can play two rounds of Yahtzee and be done in ten minutes. That's Whereas true. Monopoly, yeah. if I want to play one round, it's gonna take forever, and right. I don't. Yeah, Monopoly, there's no helping you. Let's move on, please. <laughs> <laughs> Before we just run Monopoly in, like further into the ground, and it's already run itself. All right, moving on to a different dishonorable. Uh, I went with one that I was actually just talking to you, Josh, about earlier. Uh oh. Uh, it's the Choose Your Own Adventure board <laughs> game. What? So okay, so there's these books, right? I don't know. If oh, you guys, okay, yeah, I know yeah. Choose Your Own Adventure, book, your own adventure books. Board game out through. of it. So they made a board game. I bought it for my girlfriend. Right, and I was like, maybe this will be interesting because it says you can play with one or more players, which is what I would expect from a choose-your-own-adventure game. So you where it's like this co-op she can play with one. Here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it'd be interesting to play with multiple people because they're like, you can play with like up to eight people. Who cares? Okay, well, everyone would. So it's the most uninteresting game I've ever played in my life. There isn't a real board, okay. <laughs> There's, there's a board and this little piece that it looks like they stole from life. 
and they just put it on the board and there's a danger meter which doesn't do anything um so when you play through the game you have choices right just like you do in the books and you flip over these cards as you go through the story here's the fun thing though if you choose the wrong selection you'd think oh i've got to restart the game and it's going to be different you shuffle through the cards different events in different order this time that'd be more interesting that's what i was expecting no it, it says if you choose the wrong one then you do whatever it says and like you lose and then you go back to where you were before you chose the wrong one you choose the right one and then you keep going oh come so on. there are no stakes in the game and there's a danger meter where you can get closer to like death i guess basically but as soon as you hit the, t the tip of that danger meter and you're at like its worst peak you again just kind of pull down the danger meter and then you just keep going with the game that you've been playing there is no restart and if you were to restart there's no replayability because it's the same game every single time so instead of playing choose your own adventure the board game i use that term loosely uh just read the book just it's, it's tabletop game right, it's, it's right so, yeah. wow but it has a board i want to make it clear there oh, it is does a, have a board, board. there is a board and it's oh man it is one of the worst things we got through the first chapter my girlfriend and i and it was not worth it it was it was just we're basically sitting there reading the story to each other that's what it became was just story time because you're the cards have literal pages from the book so is it a good story though the book if it, like it's good for kids it's the book is i wouldn't like ali my girlfriend she was like why don't you give this to your little sister because i don't want my little sister to have this i That's, almost bought that game yeah i did and i returned it open like wow okay it's, so if you want to go to target they might have an open, they probably have an open copy god i have cheap i have like nothing to say to that but wow Cameron do you need to step outside to cool down because dude yeah. just went yeah. I, off I, on that. this apartment went from like comfortable to like the reason. <laughs> let me just say the reason because it's not just that the game is awful it is that it costs $20 yeah. which is an insanely high price for such a pointless board game yeah I just yeah Dishonorable list. It actually made my list right before I came over here to do this because I remembered it. Because <laughs> I was talking to you about it earlier and then I forgot about it and then I was like, oh, that's the one I need so, to put on So the that's list. why you showed up with an angry look on your face. <laughs> you were wow. thinking about the Choose Your Own Adventure game. So sorry for the rant, everyone. Oh my God. Please don't yeah. play that game. That was not a rant. We just spent like 10 minutes on Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> that was a rant. I yeah. would like to say there are two editions of the game, two different stories. Don't buy either of them. <laughs> Wow, Josh, how are you going to follow just, that up? Just, just, buy like, just buy like a different version of Monopoly or something like that, and it's probably yeah. better than that game. Not by much, but... Um, so this is awkward. Wow. Um, my Dishonorable is actually Fallout the board game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I put... So I own Fallout the board game. I bought it because I love Fallout. I love right. the game. Right. Um, I've played it. I've played it through completion. Um, I think it's too long. Even you said that being your honorable. Yeah, that's why I put it on it's my It's too long. Um, we've been screaming at Bethesda and Fallout and, you know, um, Zenimax, I think, who owns Bethesda, right? So, like, we've been screaming at all these companies. We want to be able to play Fallout with our friends. We want to co-op Fallout. Have, and what do they give us? Yeah. They give us a Fallout game that you can play with your friends, <laughs> but you're not really playing with your friends. <laughs> you're just kind of wandering the wasteland. And the thing that bothered me about it, I didn't want to get into it when you were, no, you were talking no, about it because I was on your honor So now that's I'm okay. going to dive into it. Yeah, no. Because you're not on a team, 
Um, so you get certain cards that you put out, and they're like like uh, like interaction things or they're quests. And when you complete them, you have different choices, like in Fallout, like. You know, you go up to a cash register, do you A, leave it alone, or do you B, you know, try to rob it? And you roll dice, and if you get certain amounts, you, you succeed or you fail. Yeah. But the thing that annoys me is, like, if I start a quest, and then you go to the same spot, you can finish that quest that I started. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which that, makes I, no I, sense I, to me well, at all. I agree, I agree with you on that. I... I can see... Okay, I haven't played it. I can see how that would work. Because, like, if you're showing up with something half done, then you can finish off the other half as long as you get there before the other person, right? But it's like if you're looking for... Like, let's say you're looking for a missing person something, right? right? Okay. And so you're like... It's like a chain quest. Where you're like, oh, I, I need to go find little Dorothy or whatever. So you go out and you complete that. Like, I found little Dorothy. And, like, little Dorothy is going to send you to this location. Like, you can go to that location and complete the quest. Without ever having to talk to little Dorothy or anything, having no knowledge of that quest at all. So it's just like, I feel, it felt like it was rushed. It felt like it was, and I've heard the, the expansion, it gives you co-ops, but I heard that it doesn't really fix a lot of the things that's wrong with it. See, and that's why I haven't bought the expansion yet. I do want to get it and I do want to try it out. If I can like go to a game store and they have it and I can play it. I think that's um, where you're, like, yours and I experiences differ a little bit because I think that's part of the reason why I did enjoy it because of the group of friends I played with because we made it somewhat cooperative where we were all going for a common goal and so just helping each other along the way by at least completing quests like you complete this quest and I'll go over and I'll take care of this because we're trying to stop the advancement of the railroad or the you know um yeah, but so. you know stuff like that, and you know, and I don't know, like it just we were kind of essentially playing the quest together because we were telling each other about like you know, oh, I'm gonna do this. Oh, here's what's gonna happen when you do this. Like you know, I don't know. It was just I guess the people that I played with made it a completely different experience. Just watching Joss's face. I know, I know, he hates me right now. But you know what? I, see, we have different experiences. I think I bit through my bottom lip. Um, it, I thought it was funny when you mentioned Fallout earlier because I know his disdain for the Fallout game because yeah. he's talked to me about it before. I tried to play it single player like two days ago and I got like two turns in and I was like, nope. And I broke it down and I put it back in the box. Um, but so, but that's another thing is like you can switch allegiances like that. Right? Yeah. Like you're working for the railroad or you're working for what's the Fallout 3 one? Yeah. The, the Brotherhood and the Enclave, right? Yeah. I think, it's a, working... I think it's a railroad. And, like, yeah. I know so you can be yet. working for the Brotherhood one turn and then literally the next turn you can be working for the Enclave. So it's like this weird, I don't know, it's, everything is just kind of like wonky. Yeah, and some of the yeah. points that you bring up is part of the reason why yeah. it didn't make my full top five because there was stuff like that that mm. I, of course, I didn't like. Um, but again, it's, it's sometimes guess, it boils yeah. down to the people that you play with because yeah, like the group I, of friends that I, I guess play with, for you, all it's it. the good outweighs the bad a little bit. Yeah. For me, it's like the bad is just but you're a also, little bit more. You're also like, much more of a diehard Fallout fan than I am. So like, you know, you yeah, have just, some of these like, deep seething hatreds for like a lot of the stuff that they do where it's like I find the enjoyment of it because I just do yeah. you know like I said earlier the yeah. I will say the cool thing is like anytime I get to play I will play as the super mutant if it's available I just yeah. think that's super cool to be a super mutant <laughs> yeah that is really cool yeah so there's my there's my uh, wow I think we all I'm glad we all had outside. some rants about this <laughs> one why is I don't know why this is the most heated episode next to Superman <laughs> oh, but yeah. oh my god Yep. Man. My other dishonorable is Superman the board game. <laughs> um, no, I, I also want to mention that uh, 
I did today just pick up the Jaws board game, and I'm very, very excited to be able to break it open and play it. That is one that I'm excited to play, too. And I think one of the next few episodes, I'll just throw in there how we like it. Yeah, but <laughs> the way we played it. Um, I'm a diehard Jaws fan. And Jaws is also so, one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah. So, so yeah. Your guys' excitement makes me excited to play. It's, it's super excited. <laughs> and it's like one of those like hidden character board games where it's like, one person's the shark, and, the, and nobody else knows where the shark is, but they yeah, have to find sheep. it. And I don't really like those kind of games, but that theme fits the like the movie to a T. Yeah, yeah, it does. It works so. really, really well. I actually like those kind of games because I liked a video game episode we talked about, like Evolve and stuff like that. Yeah. I love those kind of games, so I'm really interested to see how it plays out on a board. Yeah, yeah, we'll could be terrible. Yeah. Could be good. Could be terrible. Yeah, I mean, you could never know great. until you actually play it. It could end up on uh, the top five. It could end up on a dishonorable. Yeah, and we could have a seat, heated rant yeah. if you need to. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, I still have the Fallout game, even though I don't like it because I like Fallout. I probably will keep the Jaws game, even if it's bad, just because That's it's fair. Jaws. It's part of your That's collection fair. now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's Jaws, so I can't. You know, I'll can't, buy. Can't I think be worse I, than the video games. I think I own like three <laughs> copies. <laughs> I think I own like three copies of Saving Private Ryan, just because it's Saving Private Ryan, right? I can't get rid of them. So it's one of those That's things fair. where it's yeah. yeah. But, right. Wow, solid. Anyway, as Another always, thanks in the books. Thanks yeah. for sticking with us again and listening to us. Uh, oh man, rant about so, good things. My shoulders feel so much lighter now. <laughs> but that's gonna do it for this episode. As always, I'm Josh, and you can find me on Twitter at JawsXBird. I'm Cameron. You can find me on Instagram as that Cameron guy twenty two. And I'm Jim. You can find me on Twitter at Hold Majimbles. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at List This Podcast. Thanks for listening to List This, where we list and you listen. See you next time. See you later, guys. See you.